Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. It is Thursday, which means Olin Krutz is back with us today alongside Nicholas Moriano. I am Adam Hogan. Wow, I am green on that screen right now. (laughs) That that really pops. I was not prepared for that. Uh, It's not that green. It looks looks good, man. Fluorescent, I think they call that. Is that that (laughs) fluorescent? Yeah, there you go. Would we call this drip? Oh, right? drip. That's, oh, that's going to be a thing yeah, I like for that. forever now. I, I hope at one point I get some drip around here. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should sign up. Let's look at Adam. Yeah, there you go. You get the membership. You get the free t-shirt. Yeah, you gotta got to check you. Adam single. Look at that shot. I wow. I mean, I. It doesn't look that green in person, but you know the lights. The, you know the the great job that Lawrence does setting up the studio. Oh, it just shot. makes everything nice. pop. That's what it is. Uh, welcome might- in. Uh, excited to be here as we keep this thing rolling, getting to towards the end of our first full week here on the CHGO Bears podcast. And again, appreciate all the support, all the interaction. You can follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore sports and at CHGO underscore bears. Uh, everybody watching on YouTube can see that. If you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate that too. Remember, you can find this as a podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. So make sure you go ahead and do that. And of course, get that CHGO membership. You can get that. I would call it swag. Some people call it drip. Drip. Yep. You know, it's it's all the, it's some all people the call it dope swag. Dope swag, yep. A lot a lot of different names for it, but yeah. uh I'm, I'm always going to call it drip because Olin did it you, the one you time. You usually ask the kids, you know, the kids they they know what to call it nowadays. That's true. That's where I got really got drip from. Obviously, we didn't use a drip in Hawaiian back in the early 90s. <laughs> 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 no one really said drip there. So, uh, I, I get it from the kids at Loyola mostly. Those are the, where I get the cool words from. Cool, cool. Yeah, you learn a lot from the high schoolers. That's oh, what yeah, man. For sure. Well, I'm sure coaching them, Adam. Oh, my. The <laughs> Some of the things they talk about. The things you hear, you're just like, wait, wait. Can you translate that for me, please? <laughs> I asked a um, kid in my gym one day what he wanted to listen to oh. music. <laughs> and he said, uh, little, little Baby and Gunna. Okay, I had no idea who that was. I don't either. So I looked for it. I searched it forever. And finally, he walked up and he said, Mr. Kruitz, 
It's a little L-I-L. Because I was spelling <laughs> L-I-T-T-L-E. <laughs> well, that's the thing, Ola. Like, there's so many Lil. You can put Lil whatever, and well, then you'll I, find see, different artists. I, I was spelling L-I-T-T-L-E. Oh. <laughs> he finally had to tell me it's Lil. Lil. L-I-L. L-I-L. So fi- finally I found him. Uh, that's awesome. And I uh, already have a comment talking about the war of the sweatshirts continue. Mm. Uh, we're not even going to acknowledge Nick's sweatshirt, quite frankly. Uh, condolences in advance <laughs> on the yeah. loss to Northwestern tonight. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, eventually, Wisconsin's eventually. Nebraska loss was surprising. Yes. Who was the, um, the Nebraska, his name, he fouled out. Uh, he had a hell of a game that oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm um, forgetting his name, but towards, let, the, um, towards the end of the game. Towards the end of the game. He fu- and then he actually got the, um, he got the foul from the ref just for looking at him. Remember that part of the game? Like, that was crazy. Uh, but that was a good game. That Wisconsin-Nebraska game. Uh, Nebraska just, man, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have bet on them. Good game for Nebraska. Yeah. It wasn't a good yeah. game for Is that the Wisconsin. one we were watching in Indy? Um, no, that was the Purdue game. That was the Purdue game. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought I handled myself with class. And, you did? I'm and, surprised uh, you were like, jumping. That was crazy. <laughs> was, that the, was that the game-winning shot, the last second yeah, shot? Yeah, yeah. That was a good Off game. the glass. Yeah, we were watching, was pretty good, too. We were watching that down in Indy. Yeah. And, I'm surprised. I was uh, trying I to stay, trying to stay as calm as I could. <laughs> Big Ten has got to be dangerous in the tournament coming up. Though. They got a lot yeah. of good, There's good of basketball teams. teams, good big men, fun teams to yeah, watch. Fun too. teams to watch, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Big Ten tournament going on down in Indianapolis right now. We're all representing our schools, um, but University of Washington in a tournament. I have. I would have. Honestly, I would, I have, would have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> Someone in the chat is, is, is what? Yeah, University of Washington we, in the tournament. We University got a super Washington chat in right the here. Look at that super chat right away from Bear yeah. Forever fourteen. Hogue, you're dangerously close to wearing Packer green on a Bear show. No, he wouldn't do that. But okay, let's be honest. So we can't just green is a pretty common <laughs> color. We can't just say. Any green is Packer green. Uh, we especially were, this one. I <laughs> asked if this was the old Eagles Kelly green, and I was told no right away. This is more that like. That is a little more of an Eagles, I think. Yeah. Old school Eagles, Dalmakowski uh, uh, Eagles, maybe. And I, I'm I probably. I'm saying North Texas. North Texas. North Texas. Yes, yeah, the mean green. green. Yep. Yeah. The mean green. It's not Packer green. No, I wouldn't no. do that to but you guys. But thank you for the super chat. Uh, thank you. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, for the third straight day, we have quarterback news that does not have to do with the Bears, but. Maybe there's a connection to the Bears that uh, we'll talk about here. But Carson Wentz, guys, what in the world are the Washington Commanders, as we're going to call them, uh, doing here? I just like if if for the second straight year a team is that desperate to get rid of Carson Wentz and the Colts really don't have another option right now, Mm -hmm. I'm just really – this is probably an upgrade for Washington – going out and getting Carson Wentz, but is it the answer? And that seems hard. It'd be hard to make an argument right now, I feel like, that Carson Wentz is the answer in Washington. Yeah, what, what could Scott Turner do different that Frank Wright exactly. and, and those guys at Indianapolis couldn't do, right? And Ken Zampezi, the quarterback coach, Scott Turner, the son of Norv Turner, the brother of Ron Turner. Anyway, long story short, uh, I don't understand it. You know, um, he doesn't protect the ball in critical situations. Uh, makes the critical mistake why Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew felt like this is the guy to get him over the hump for 20-plus million a year. But just shows you guys this league and finding a quarterback. Desperate. And we know we're Bears fans. I played for the Bears. I snapped to 18 different guys. Uh, while I played for the Bears, you know how hard it is to find a quarterback. You see what the Broncos give up for what Russell Wilson. Look, if I am Seattle Seahawks, 
you don't trade a franchise quarterback. They don't make these anymore. So like, you see guys are just looking for quarterbacks. So you go out and you, you're going to – you can do – the biggest egos in the NFL belong to the coaches. The coaches think if I coach, I can get the most out of this guy. If you – Scott Turner, Ken Zampezi, Ron Rivera, they think they're going to get more out of a guy who played for a team who was second in the league in rushing last year. Well, the thing is, too, with Carson Wentz, in the biggest game where they needed them to be, you know, a franchise quarterback against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Carson Wentz was furthest from that. And like you said, Olin, if Frank Reich can't get it out of Carson, I just don't see how you're going to get it out of there in Washington. And, you know, the Doug Colts Peterson, got— right? I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, but Doug, he played for Doug Peterson. Yeah, Another yeah. good quarterback. Now he's a Jacksonville Jaguars coach, right? So. It, it's a lot. And the Colts got a 2022 third-round pick and a conditional third-rounder because of trading Carson Wentz, which I think is, is nuts in itself that you I can mean, get that much from him. Good and then for, Adam traded him. With no, no other option. Right, exactly. They, Nothing they, else on the roster. No, they don't. And they we don't. all respect Ballard. I mean, we all know Chris Ballard. Yep. Uh, Sam Ellinger, James Morgan are the quarterbacks on that right. roster right now. Right. James Morgan. Uh, he was uh, – uh, FIU. That's what it was, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Davis. I remember Scott – I remember looking at him. I think that was a couple years ago. Okay, so I'm going to give a shout-out here to, to Zach Kiefer from The Athletic. Uh, had re- a really good story with a lot of great insider knowledge on some of the stuff that was going on in Indy with um, Carson Wentz. And I'll just pick a couple things here. But said in his story, Frank Reich, who originally pushed for the trade to acquire Wentz last winter, actually apologized to Ursay after the season, mm-hmm. according to a source – Guys, his numbers weren't even that terrible. He threw 27 touchdowns and only seven interceptions over 3,500 yards, I think. The, the, the Colts now, if you want to study an interesting team on how a team accomplishes what they accomplished last year and misses the playoffs. Yes. I, I, I can't even explain it, really. Plus 14, right? 33 takeaways. Second in the league in rushing. 26 points a game. Giving up 21. How? How did they miss playoffs now? Now, didn't Wentz, did he have to miss games because he wouldn't get vaccinated? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder if sometimes that came off as a bad teammate. I think it probably. Right? And eventually I know Ursay was, was upset about in that. In the end, now, I don't know. I'd have to go and look. Did he miss any games? or Did they lose the games he missed for, um, for not being vaccinated? I don't know. Like, like I you believe, see what I'm saying? Like, he definitely missed a game, and I think they lost it. Maybe yeah, Nick can find that. You needed, what, yeah. one more win to get in, right? So uh, this, again, from Zach Kiefer's story. Some grew frustrated at what they deemed a lack of leadership, a resistance to hard coaching, and a reckless style of play, which had a role in several close losses this year. Um, they were moving on from Wentz, period. <laughs> listen, I, have to, I don't mean to keep – listen, what game was that? <laughs> you guys have to notice. I, I forget where he, like – just threw it up in the end zone. What game was that? And was someone, that against San Francisco it? in the rain? Or, oh, <laughs> or yeah. it wasn't in the, where he yeah. was falling and he no, just no, no, that was the uh, it was the home game against Tennessee, right? Where he like he he threw, it was basically the, the pick. Oh, six. where he's back oh, up in yeah, the yeah, end yeah. zone. Yes, which, yes. which yeah. Kyler Murray then followed up in. <laughs> it's in the true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, can you imagine putting in all that time, all that work, paying twenty million plus a year? And then this guy says, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm going to throw the ball away. <laughs> you, you know why the coach did what they did. You know why they want to get rid of him. Yeah. You want, I want to ask the commanders, what do you think you're going to do? But it shows you, the, you know, what they have, Tyler Heineke last year. Yep. 
the the talent level at quarterback. And then you go back to, and I'm sure you guys talked about this. I mean, <laughs> the Seahawks trade. If I'm the owner of the Seahawks, Schneider walks into the room, Pete Carroll, we're going to trade. I want to trade Russell Wilson. I said, okay, you guys are fired. <laughs> right, you're fired. In a conversation. Okay, that's it. Like, I, I'm moving on. There's like four of these guys in the world, franchise court. I got one here. He'll play six, seven more years. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Anyway. There's got to there's gotta be another way to rebuild a team other than, you know, just trading the quarterback away for right. a boatload of picks. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, as we've seen in other trades, like the Khalil Mack deal, does not mean that you're going to repl- even get a replacement half as good as Russell Wilson, let alone fill in the other holes at the other positions. It, it, you'll, you'll be lucky to probably get one pro bowler out of those picks, right. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and to bring this back to the Bears, we do have to give them a little bit of credit here. You know, the Bears did their due diligence on Carson Wentz last year. Mm-hmm. They were in those discussions. They never made an offer because in doing their homework, and Matt Nagy obviously had a connection uh, with Doug Peterson, yep. um, in doing their homework, a lot of what you're, you're reading now about Carson Wentz coming out of Indy was the stuff that they that did their digging on a year ago, and they decided, you know what, we can do better. They didn't do better getting Andy Dalton, <laughs> yeah. so that's a whole separate discussion. But at least they kind of dodged this bullet on giving up draft capital for Carson Wentz. Yeah, so maybe to kind of transition here, like what, how does this relate to the Bears? Well, the Colts need a quarterback. We were just talking about that. Sam Ellinger right now is the guy that I guess they had to go would be starting for them. Nick Foles is on the Bears roster right now, you guys. Frank Wright got a lot good out of him in that Super Bowl run. And we've seen the market. Like I just said, Carson Wentz, you got two third-round picks for him. Is there, could there be a market for a Nick Foles, especially considering what the Colts have? They have a roster that's ready to compete. Like we were just saying, they have a defense that can create turnovers. You have Jonathan Taylor as a running back. It seems like they always have everything, but the quarterback is always a mystery. Would Nick Foles be maybe someone that's enticing for, for Frank Reich and the Colts? Of course he is. And, and, we, and I think everybody knows – the relationship between Nick Foles and Frank Wright, right? And Frank Wright was a quarterback coach in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl, when Foles played a, at a great run, uh, very comfortable playing for Frank Wright. And we, we realized now it wasn't John DiFilippo because John DiFilippo was here. Remember, John DiFilippo was a big name mm-hmm. coming out of the Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. But I, I think it was Frank Wright. And I think that, I don't know, didn't, didn't uh, uh, Frank Wright or Nick Foles write like the Ford for one of their books? Or I think Frank Wright wrote the Ford for Nick. Foles. Anyway, they're very close. Yeah. Right. And and that would make sense. It's just if the Bears already have a young quarterback, it would seem like Foles would be the perfect veteran backup to have around uh, Justin Fields to teach him how to be an NFL quarterback. To have a backup in case Justin Fields does get injured with his style of play, the way he moves around, the way he runs. That's always possible. And. I don't know what his salary cap is this year, but it seems like you've already paid him the money. He seems like a good deal. So I got the numbers right here. Nick, why don't you get that quote, by the way, um, here in a second, from what Nick Foles had to say about Frank Reich back in August. But um, in in terms of the cap money for for this year, Nick Foles is due a $4 million base salary. Um, There's still $2.6 million of the signing bonus that's going to count against him. There's a roster bonus in there. Bottom line is he's a ten-plus million dollar cap hit to keep him. If you trade him, you do actually clear eight million dollars in cap space, which is not as pressing as it was this time last year. Yeah, but that could be enticing enough 
to make a deal like that, uh, even you know, regardless of what you get in return. I, I, I'm just sort of on the same page. I value backup quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's terrible money for somebody that can give you a lot of benefits to Justin Fields. And as you saw in Seattle, when they needed Nick Foles to play, you, want him you could do a hell of a lot worse than Nick Foles having to come in in a pinch if, if Justin Fields gets uh, hurt. And, and we saw that in Philadelphia when he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Carson Wentz got yeah. hurt. So um, I don't know. I just, you know, when we're talking about quarterbacks, we're talking about a lot of times nowadays, you have to also talk about the salary cap. You have to talk about how much each position. Like, I think Frank Ragnow right now is the highest paid center in the league. If I told you the highest paid center in the league makes, if you want a really good center, you're paying $12 million plus. Right, like you're paying. I think he makes fourteen or fifteen million a year. Yeah, like you have to put that out there also, right? Like you clear eight million, but for a backup, like you're saying, for a backup quarterback, a guy you can put in, you can trust, he can run the offense, he can win games for you. Foles is a to me, he's a hard guy to trade. Unless I agree. Unless mm-hmm. you're talking about a second or third round pick, then the Bears don't have a second round pick. Unless you're talking about one a pick that high, if Ballard and Frank Wright. Are willing to give that up? Something crazy, then you can't say no. No, absolutely, Lawrence. We have a we have a super chat, right? That we want to get to real quick. Um, uh, yeah, just about uh, Chris Ballard. Hold on, let me bring it up here. Uh, this is from Chris Baker, and I, I believe I think he's missing a word here, but I, he's asking: Is it time to admit that Ballard is just like media liked, like just like like Ryan Pace? Is it more of a media thing with him? Mm. I mean, he does. He does make outside of quarterback. I mean, the man does make some good moves and has his you know roster and team ready to compete. But I can see where people can get this this notion like, hey, um, you don't you can't get the most important position on the field correct. Okay, though. but can, can we give him a little bit of a pass? How many GMs have their <laughs> franchise quarterback that's up true. and retire on them with like zero notice? That is true. That, that, is that true. that's a tough position to be put well, in. Then you can trade them. If <laughs> <laughs> NFL's a crazy place, man. In it fact, is. Anyway, uh, uh, Ballard, you know, I think Quentin Nelson is going and is going to his fifth year. Darius Leonard, young too. Uh, these guys, so it takes players. a while, right? I think um, Brian Urlacher, you know, I think he was in his eighth or ninth year when he got to his first Super Bowl. Uh, it takes a while to learn how to win, learn how to lead a team, learn how to develop continuity. But if you look at the Colts roster, if you look at their numbers like we just talked about, it's almost amazing that they don't make playoffs yeah with the numbers they put out there um i i some somewhat of part of me i'm not a huge frank wright guy um i, I the, the, the play that sticks out in my mind is they're in buffalo they're on the one yard line you got quinton nelson you got kelly you got a left tackle i don't know if you guys remember the guy was signed by green bay and then he went to the Colts to play i don't know if you remember this guy i forget his name now okay uh, but he was the, one of the first guys ever to play he was the first guy ever to play in for two different teams in the same playoffs. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They ran a crack toss on the one-yard line and pulled him. <laughs> for me, I'm done with Frank Reich. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> was it. done. I'm done. That's it for me. Right? I got, I got Quinton Nelson. I'm just going to run it three or four times behind Q be and, and see what happens. Yeah. Right? But so some of that I question. Um, I know uh, there were some rumors about – whether him and Eberflus are getting along. Look, uh, uh, four, uh, plus 14, 33 takeaways, 21 points a game. Uh, that's what Eberflus, when he comes into your meeting, that's what he tells you he's going to do for you. Like, we're going to take the ball away. I think Darius Leonard had, like, eight forced fumbles last year. That's amount. insane. Yeah. Four interceptions. Anyway, um, the, team, the team in the building is really good. Uh, we'll see where they go. 
Adam, I got that quote. You asked um, Nick Foles in, in his press conference about the comfort level being with Frank Wright, and here's what Nick Foles had to say. Frank Wright is one of my favorite, if not favorite, coaches of all time. He understands me as a player. He understands me as a person. He also went on to say, this version of me right now is much better than the version that played in the Super Bowl. Put that through your mind. With him saying all this this yeah. great stuff about Frank Reich, again, them needing a quarterback. Right. And what, what did Washington just trade for Wentz? A second and a third? Two-thirds. Two-thirds a second. Uh, huh? 2022. Hey, Ballard, we'll take two word. threes. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll take your two threes well, that you just got for Wentz. The Colts, yeah, the Colts have – they have the second round. Adam asked all the questions, man. Like, he asked George about mm-hmm. my $15 an hour. He asked all the big ones, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, that was the most pressing question of the day. <laughs> yep. I can't believe it took, like, what was that, 30 minutes or so to, to get you that out? see the way he chewed? He was like <laughs> – you were asking to him. Did you see his face? When you mentioned my name, he was like <laughs> – I mean, up. I hope he was prepared for that, but uh, I don't well, know. You know. You know those media. You know Hagel them up there. They got to do a better job. Yeah. Um, the the context, by the way, of that quote from Carson Wentz or was um, I'm sorry from Nick Foles was when Carson Wentz got hurt in the preseason. Mm-hmm. That that quotes back from August. Carson Wentz got hurt, and I I know all of us in the media room. I think that because that injury came out while we were all at House Hall. Yeah, and it was like ooh, Liz Frank, right? What's that? Get a Liz Frank. Didn't yeah, have that, man. And we're thinking, man, yeah. he might miss some miss some, some time. significant yeah. time. Do they need Nick Foles? Um, now, I think now there's a couple of things here that are now different. If you're Nick Foles, you may like all you may like Frank Wright as much as he said he did, but do you really want to go back in a situation where you're competing with Carson Wentz when Wentz comes back? Like th- that part's a little well, last awkward. year. I'm talking mean, about last you. year. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, sorry. I'm just talking about how things are Gosh, different. I just had him on the Washington Commanders. Now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Things are changing quickly. And then but my understanding was also that the Bears were trying to do right by Nick Foles and didn't want to trade like he didn't have a no trade clause, but they didn't want to trade him somewhere where he didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big mistake though, right? I mean, they had two veteran quarterbacks. You got to get another young guy in the building to develop. It's yeah. just a, to me, it's just a problem with with the way Ryan Pace didn't handle that whole quarterback for I think years. Fair. Anyway, yeah, know. no, it's completely fair. So obviously, the difference now is you have a new GM, mm-hmm. and no but you also don't have Andy Dalton. And now Carson Wentz is not in Indy. So the whole situation is different. I could see now where Nick Foles might actually want to go to Indy and the Bears might actually be like, no, nah, we need you to be our backup quarterback <laughs> yeah, now because right. we don't have Andy Dalton anymore. Well, it, just depend, like, it depends on if Ballard gets that desperate. And if you're Pose, you pick the phone up. And you say, like, I got the, you know I got the guy you want. And Pose knows Ballard, right? They yeah. worked together in Kansas City for years. And if I'm Pose, I call him. And I say, man, you just got two threes. I need a two. What are you willing? What what you need a quarterback? Everybody needs a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? I mean, unless Ballard's gonna do the uh, the version of the two thousand and five Bears where Kyle Orton's at quarterback, which is gonna <laughs> run the ball and give uh. him twelve points a game. I mean, that's just was that the uh, wasn't it like a what year was the Craig Krenzel game in Tennessee? Craig Krenzel was two thousand and four. Okay, Kid Krenzel, Kid Dynamite. Yeah. Do you remember that game in Tennessee? <laughs> I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't that Peanuts game. Bear, yeah. Yeah. Bears won the game. Yeah. You guys won, but I want to say it was like less than 100 yards offense. Well, in, <laughs> now, now, now in 2010, do you remember the game against Carolina when Matt Forte and oh, the quarterback yeah. was uh, Todd Collins? Todd, Todd, Todd Collins, Collins yeah. but on the other side, it was uh, <laughs> was it Jimmy Clausen for Carolina? And it was, I don't know what the combined passing yardage was, it wasn't very much. but it wasn't a lot. <laughs> 
Good like, times. They, they, like, sometimes they wish they should issue refunds for games like that. <laughs> Rex Grossman, right? It was Grossman got hurt in Minnesota, I think. Right, oh, and then yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Quinn. Jonathan Quinn. Uh, Krenz, kid Krenzel, mm-hmm. kid Dynamite. And then Chad Hutchinson, we took him off the mound. I think he was still throwing pitches <laughs> that, that year. That was something, Jeez. man. That was Terry Shea. <laughs> that was the irony of last season. As bad as the Bears' quarterback play was, has they, have they ever had a quarterback room that ever included players as good okay, as but Justin as true as true, as, as, true as that all is, in the last six years, four times the Bears have averaged under 20 points a game. I know. Right? Like, Nagy's offenses are some of the worst. Even if you put <laughs> oh, yeah. all those names out oh, there, yeah. statistically, some of the worst offenses the Bears, and this is saying a lot because I played on a lot of them, the Bears have ever seen. Yeah. Ever. And 2018 gets inflated because the defense was scoring that, that the year, takeaways, too. Right? Yeah. Same thing in 2006 so. when we had 26 mm-hmm. points a game. Same thing. Right? I think the only time in the last 20-something-odd years you could say the offense averaged over 24, 25. I think they averaged 27 points a game in, in Tressman's first year was what, Adam? 2013. Uh, 13. Yeah. The defense was hearts. I know. Right? I think they went from like 5th to 30th or something. Right, so um, anyway, by fourteen, uh, that was the worst defense I had ever seen. I mean, you could yeah. go back. You can go. So Lovey got fired because the, the offense couldn't score points. Mm-hmm. Trestman got fired because he lost the locker room. But even in his second year, they couldn't score points. John Fox got fired because the offense couldn't score points. Matt Nagy got fired because the offense couldn't, offense score, couldn't score points. See the, the common denominator <laughs> yeah. here that keeps continuing? <laughs> hey, special teams, though. Special teams. Hey. With Dave Tobe, right? <laughs> Tabor. Yeah. Hey, the, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's a pretty sweet deal. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. You can even boost your live same-game parlays as well. Now, online sign-up is available in Illinois once again. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to our premium content from all of our great writers. You also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member. And you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team every day. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. All right, we're going to keep the conversation going, uh, focus more on the Bears, all that Carson Wentz. Uh, yes, one question before we sure. focus on the Bears. What do you think about with the Colts? What do you think about Deshaun Watson? think anybody's going to go after him eventually? Seahawks, Colts. I think eventually, I think that's kind of like the elephant in the room. The elephant right? in the room, right? Like some, someone eventually 
is going to have to go down there and figure out what's going on, where what's, he stands. Yeah, because the guy was a good quarterback, and like we said, I mean, there's just not a lot of them. So he's going to get another chance. I mean, as long as the obviously the his legal matters mm-hmm. clear up. Well, I think we're going to find out more tomorrow. I think yeah, the, yeah uh, I think that's what it is. Is it tomorrow? Deposed or what is happening? I think the it's getting presented to a grand jury tomorrow. Um, and they'll find out, I guess, whether or not they're going to bring down real charges. You know, I, I, but, yes, that's to answer your question, depending on how that all plays out legally, you still have a very, very, very talented quarterback who's right. still really young and would command a lot in a, in a move. Absolutely. I mean, Seahawks just lost their quarterback. I don't know, you know. Yeah. And, so. their, and their linebacker. And their, yeah, and yeah. Bobby Wagner. So they're going for the food. Anyway, I, I was just wondering what you guys – I didn't heard anything else about him. But he's the name I keep thinking about when I, you see teams like you would say the Colts are Deshaun Watson away from being a Super Bowl contender. Oh, yeah. Right? Like you add him – I wouldn't say Seahawks. The Seahawks are not a Deshaun no. Watson. No, no, not, no, they're not even close. But the Colts are. Right? So you would be a pretty add good him fit. to that team, and, and they would be dangerous. Yeah. Hey, uh, you mentioned Bobby Wagner's name. We talked about this yesterday on the show, but you weren't here. Would you sign him to pair him with Roquan Smith right now? Thirty-two. I like years Bobby old. Wagner. I, I like what he brings. I don't like him for the Bears, where the Bears are. I don't think the Bears are a playoff team next year. Right? I don't think they take that jump next year. But uh, Bobby Wagner is like guys tell me that play played against him. He's one of those dudes who, who stands in the middle of the field and is like, "This play is coming." Mm. They're in this formation, so he brings that preparation. Uh, that kind of pro- uh, information processing. Like they talk about quarterbacks, middle linebackers do the same thing. Yep. Okay, they process information. They look at formations. They look at down and distance, and they tell you what play is coming. And those are the hardest guys. Ray Lewis was amazing at that. Those are the hardest guys to play against. So um, teaming him with Roquan, would it be a horrible idea in that defense? Uh, it would just be interesting, man, to see where the Bears think they are. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't even get Bobby Wagner right now. We're going to switch the conversation up a little bit here. want to talk a little bit, little bit more about the Bears roster. Players that uh, you might be excited to see coming up on in this season. Also, we're going to get to some candidates for regression, too, which is always something that happens every year. We just got to figure out kind of who those, those players might be. But we're going to start with this. Players not named Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Cannot pick Justin Fields. That one's too obvious. Uh, that you are looking forward to watching in 2022. Nick, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I'm going to start with a guy that's maybe not the biggest name on the Bears, but did have a good season last year, and that's Travis Gibson. Someone that's going to be moving back to being that 4-3 defensive end where he played at Tulsa. But I think that's a guy that, look, Robert Quinn, I don't think we're expecting him to have the season that he's going to have in 2022. But I think still a guy that's going to get some opportunities in this um, defense by Allen Williams and, and Matt Eberflus, but somebody that just showed flashes, I think back to the the Baltimore Ravens game at Soldier Field, the one that the Bears lost. But you saw a lot of good signs of him just, one, diagnosing what plays were going on in the backfield, fighting through blocks, making tackles, getting a sack in that game. But Travis Gibson, one of those young core pieces that I think, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do now in his third year in the NFL. Just quickly. I, 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 like, Eli, the, I like Travis Gibson last year. Quick. I thought he did improve a lot. I think being around Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn obviously is, so is a big advantage. Right? Yeah. But, um I, I, I mean, obviously, for me, any offense alignment, uh, Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, I love watching those guys play. Sam Muster for obviously, everybody knows my relationship with him. Uh, Eddie Jackson, 
I want to yeah, see if yeah. Allen Williams mm-hmm. can get him back to the level of play that he was at in 2018. I mean, the guy was a dynamic playmaker back there, uh, a Mike Brown kind of a type. I remember talking to Mike Brown about him, and I've talked to some different people, and we mentioned the name Matt Bowen on this podcast before. He does work for ESPN, extremely smart guy when it comes to secondary. But people who understand coverage, and, and I don't know, um, Adam and Nick, because if you guys, if people relate the same thing to you guys, but they rave about Eddie Jackson, man. They rave about his skills, uh, covering the, the different things he can do, the different coverages you can run with him. So just seeing him uh, maybe in a new system, new coach, and we know that defense coordinator Allen Williams is a secondary coach, right? And, and the last good year he had was under Ed Donatel, who's now the Vikings defense coordinator. But anyway, um, excited to see him play uh, just because they could use a playmaker mm-hmm. back there in that defense. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like both of the players you named. You know, um, I thought Travis Gibson showed some progress last year. Uh, I'm in, actually somewhat a little worried, though, about the scheme change for him. Very intrigued to see because even it, though yeah. he may have been in a 4-3 at Tulsa, he was playing more of like a 5 technique there. Um, so, you know, they spent two years trying to turn him into an outside linebacker in a 3-4, and now they're saying, oh, we're going to switch this up on you. And sometimes there's just players like that that get put in a tough position, and it's not yeah. really the, their fault. Um, but, may, hey, maybe it works. I don't know. Uh, Eddie Jackson, even if he doesn't get to 2018 level, like, like that would be obviously the best-case scenario, but even if he just gets like three-fourths of the way back to that, <laughs> like that. it would be a big upgrade. And I do think that this offense and this emphasis – or this defense, I should say, and this emphasis on takeaways could lead to better things for him right. and get get his hands back on the ball again. Um, I'm going to go with the O-line. And it's not Tevin Jenkins. It's actually Larry Borum. I just – I liked what I saw. Limited sample size, but – from what we saw from Larry Borum, I thought he handled himself very, very well as a rookie. The amount of weight he lost uh, coming from Missouri to get himself in that shape to have that much success as a rookie, very, very intriguing to me. Um, Olin, I don't know. Do you think he can kind of keep that going? A lot of that will depend on how this offseason goes for him, but I, I, I like him. Yeah, I, I think it was amazing. His footwork for a young guy, and he just had a knack for putting himself between his man Mm-hmm. and the quarterback or his man and the running back, right? And watching him, um, it, it was fun because they'd move him to right tackle, left tackle, and he just had a knack for blocking his man, yeah. which is not easy to teach, right? And he's a big guy, but the thing that immediately, like you talked about with Travis Gibson, is the first thing Poe said is we want to get quicker and lighter, which for me, that's, bore, okay, Borum outside zone. Uh, Borum was kind of a Juan Castillo guy, right? A big guy. Uh, really good feet, good athlete. Juan raved about big guys who are good athletes. Mm-hmm. Same thing, right? So does he fit what Pose is trying to do? Because when you think, they think, okay, where do you want to be athletic and fast? Well, in the middle of your line, right? And then, okay, do we put him uh, at right tackle? Does Pose, he remember Mitchell Schwartz, the all-pro right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. So Pose has seen a lot of good right tackle play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, 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 I was excited about him last year when I heard that, Adam. From Pose, it made me question him specifically. Like, okay, does he fit what they're they're thinking about there, right? Because Borum is six. I mean, even though he lost weight, yeah, he, he ended yeah. up being he, a lot he lost a ton of weight, yeah. but, which but but makes you wonder: can he lose any more? Probably not. Well, I don't know. I, yeah. I, and, and I'm with you. Listen, I don't agree with that whole. I think I've seen quick guys who are big, right? In, in mm-hmm. the outside zone scheme, 
Uh, the team that runs it the best is the 49ers. Trent Williams is the key to the scheme. Him and Kittle. Obviously, Kittle's a dominating blocking tight end. But uh, he's a big – you don't have to be small to be quick. Right? You don't have – that's why when he said that, I was like, what does that even – I don't even know what that <laughs> – I don't know what that means. I don't know – I could say you want to get quicker, right? But, but like, what, what level of lean mass, what level of body fat equals quickness for an offensive lineman then? True. Since you're going to say that. The more I thought about that, I feel like – I feel like he was trying to send a message to his team. Yeah. More so than, you know, really lay out a b- blueprint for who he's going to go sign in free agency or who he's going to draft. Because, especially because, and maybe this was a rookie mistake by him as a first time GM, mm-hmm. but I doubt it. That what they say at the combine is always very calculated. And how many times do we say Ryan Pace say one thing in Indianapolis and then go out and do the exact opposite, <laughs> right, in free agency? Because they're trying to throw other teams off their scent. I, I think that that was more just a challenge to is offensive linemen who are there saying, hey, we got to make some changes in the way you are going about your business in the offseason. Yeah, that is true. But if you look at the history of outside zone offensive line coaches, they think they can get them in the later rounds, get smaller, quicker mm-hmm. guys, and run guys side to side. That's what they think. That's what they believe. Alex Gibbs is what he believed, right? Uh, these guys, uh, the outside zone, actually, Alex Gibbs actually learned it from McNally, who was the Bengals' offensive line coach with Munoz and Icky Woods. Icky Woods was one of the first guys to run outside zone when they made that run mm. back in the day. So anyway, um, I- I'm with you. It's just, to me, it sounded like, you know what it sounded like to me, Adam Moore? It sounded like to me like they were in coaches' meetings, and that's what the coaches were. This is the kind of guy we want, right? And Iberflu uh, uh, said, bring your track shoes. Yeah, right? We're going to yeah. do a lot of running around yeah. here. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where Borum fits in, but but – as an offensive line guy, watching him last year, I agree with you. I agree that, that he, he has a chance to be a player. You worry a little bit about the times he was always kind of seen to be injured in and out of the lineup, right? He was injured mm-hmm. early in camp for a while, came back, uh, then he got injured again. So eventually I'd like to see him play 16 games. But the Bears, again, like we talked about on offense, name a position and tell me if you don't have a question about it. <laughs> that's, that's a problem with this roster right now. So many question marks. I mean, really, running back – Maybe the yeah, but even you just talked about outside zone, right? We're an outside <laughs> zone team. Is David Montgomery an outside zone running back? My answer would be no. He's not an outside zone running back. Now, David Montgomery is an identity guy. He's a culture guy. He's a guy you want on your football team. He's tough. He runs the damn ball. I love him to death when he runs the ball. But if we're going to run outside zone, right, David Montgomery. But, but you know, the uh, Packers had a two-headed monster. They had a guy run mm-hmm. inside. They had a guy run Aaron Jones run outside zone. So, We'll see where that goes. But even at running back, my question is, does he fit what Getsy wants to do, what Chris Morgan wants to do? They want to run. They want to run the ball. One cut and go. Oh, and maybe that's a good segue here because we just talked about players we're excited about, players that maybe are due for regression. It could be scheme fit. And would that be maybe like a David Montgomery uh, for you? But, yeah, player – I'll start off here, just someone that I'm – you got to look at – well, to have regression, you also have to have, like, I guess, trajectory forward, right? In the season prior, Darnell Mooney was like one of the bright spots, right? And had over 1,000 yards, had 81 receptions. But is he a guy that's due for regression? Because, yes, Allen Robinson did not have a good statistical season. This wasn't there enough for the Bears. But if you take him away, and we'll see how the Bears kind of fill that spot out there. They're going to bring wide receivers in. But is he due for regression because you don't have somebody else out there? You can kind of just look to Juju Smith-Schuster, 2019, the year before, the year after Antonio Brown left, 
Um, look, Juju in 2018 had 111 receptions, 1,426 yards. 2019, 42 receptions, 552 yards. Did deal with some injuries there, but you didn't have that guy. You didn't have Antonio Brown there, and you're saying, hey, Juju, can you make up for that? It, it didn't quite happen. Again, he did deal with injuries, but is that the the road that Darnell Mooney can be on if the Bears don't get a true number one? Yeah, of course it could be a road he can be on if the Bears don't get true number one because, I mean, his his stats would be there because he would be the number one. Number, yeah. You know, but um, it, it's just – is Mooney a dominant wide receiver? I mean, obviously, you, you bring up the easy names to say, I understand this, Devontae Adams, right? I mean, that's the easy name. Is he a guy gets he wants to take his best receiver? If you just look at the Joe Moorhead, you look at the Matt LaFleur, he wants to move him around. He wants mm-hmm. to find matches for him. He wants him to be the guy. Darnell Mooney made a lot of big catches, just didn't see him be dynamic, put the ball in the end zone. Uh, a kind of guy that scares the defense out of their fronts or what they want to run. The kind of guy we got to double. If you face uh, Jalen Ramsey, if you face the top cornerbacks in the league, that one guy can take him away. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Yeah. Right? So um, he could, if you don't get him any help, which he has no help on the roster right now, nope. you expect them to get him help, obviously. Um, he could regress, yes. Is there anybody else that you're thinking of in terms of? Yes. Um, the, the first guy that's interesting to me, is Roquan Smith. Okay. Right, because Roquan Smith, he played behind two, two gapping, right? His best games, Akeem Hicks was on the field. Mm. And Akeem Hicks was eating up a lot of linemen when you watch it closely. Now they're going to a one gap. The defensive linemen are going to ask to penetrate, and they're yep. not going to be asked to keep the guys off the linebackers. That's a good uh, point. If Iberflus coaches the system the same way as Lovey and Rod, it's stop the run on the way to the quarterback. Okay, so... Uh, Roquan is going to be in a single gap scheme where he's responsible for a gap. He's not covered up. He's not allowed to just run. He's responsible for his gap. So it'll be interesting to see if he, ha- if he can handle that well. Now, like Lance Briggs, if you can get yourself a good three technique, then you play him. We've talked about moving him to Will, and that's why. You play him behind the three technique. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think it makes a lot of sense to move him to Will. And that's probably what I think we're going to end up see happening. Do you think that that's definitely what they should do? No, I don't. I don't because they didn't do it with Erlacher. Right? Yeah, that's why I keep going back to but, but Erlacher now, I tell everybody this about Brian Erlacher. If he walked in this room, you'd be amazed at how big the man is. Yeah. He's a big human. Like Roquan six, smaller. Every, Roquan yeah, smaller. Every mm-hmm. bit of 6'5", every bit of 265. That's why he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. So Erlacher... At first, he didn't know how to play blocks because, remember, he was a safety in college, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. But they moved him up. But he looked like a Mike linebacker. Roquan actually looks like a Will, right? He looks like a, like a Lance Briggs type running around and stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you can have a star at that. Hardy Nickerson played middle linebacker for the Bucks, right? You can have a star there. Uh, at the mic position. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it's, it just, it's going to be a different scheme for Roquan. Now, I would have to go back and look to see what he played, what they played at Georgia, but I think they played a two-gap there. I think that's what they played there. So maybe the first time he's played in a single-gap scheme. Yeah. I, I just, Very, you know, I, yeah. obviously we heard in, in uh, Indy last week that they're still not committing to, like, mm. saying, hey, yep, he's our will linebacker. And I just don't know 
if it's as much of a foregone conclusion as everyone is is making it out to be because Roquan has a lot of qualities. You know, I would like him to still be like the quarterback of the defense, yep. you know, the guy that's calling the plays, the guy and and you know, he could still do that from the will position, but you know, that's kind of your Mike linebacker role. You're in the center, you can communicate to everybody. You know, if you're at the will, sometimes you're sliding over here and guys move around from snap to snap mm-hmm. anyway. It's just I think he can also be a really good Mike linebacker. Oh, time. yeah. Well, yeah. he's proven that already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, long, as long as he doesn't get rid of his RKO tackle where he, like, headlocks the guy. <laughs> but I'm good with it. It might depend on who they sign, though. You know, like, they may right. be wait. They may actually not be non – they may be non-committal right now because they may have two different options they're looking at in free agency or they wait to the draft, and they got to wait to see what their roster looks like before they say, oh, yeah, we're just definitely going to move you mm-hmm. over here, and that's that. Well, you, wait to see, you wait till you see him in the scheme. You wait to see him yeah. running around yeah. actually on the field. Uh, uh, Berganzi, is that the linebacker coach's yeah. name? Yeah, Bergan- yep. Berganzi and Eberflus. And Eberflus was a linebacker coach, right, uh, under Marinelli. So uh, they have a lot of experience putting guys in their position there. I, and, and really, um, I'm worried about Roquan regressing from the high level he's playing. But I think with Eberflus' experience, Berganzi – I think they'll find a spot for him to excel in this defense. It'll matter more who's in front of him. That makes sense. I think he has still a high floor, too. It's like if he's going to regress, it's not going to be substantial to where he's not going to be that playmaker. And having Darius Leonard, where Eberflus came from with the Colts, you, want, you would love to see like production like that. I don't know if the fumbles are going to happen like Darius Leonard causes them every other game, but regardless, I think you see Roquan punch. Smith. Yeah. He does. Got to get the peanut punch. Yeah, he's the best at added since peanut. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, all right, I'm gonna cop out because we got to get moving to our next topic. But uh, I'm just gonna say Robert Quinn because there's no way he's gonna get 19 sacks again. Gosh, he, the body positions. He he was like a gymnast out there. I can. I it still was insane. Can't. And Soldier Field is not an easy place to rush the passer now. That's a slow track. Or pass rushers. Like, he was, like, horizontal to the ground, like Matrix sometimes. He when he got Rodgers one time, yeah. yeah. It was insane. Um, and then, uh, wait, his sister won the gold medal in the hurdles in Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's just probably a pretty, a pretty yeah. gifted family, I would imagine. It, it sure seems that way. So, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And it's really cool, guys, because I'm seeing new commenters, uh, new listeners, viewers every single day. Uh, and if you are just jumping in here wondering what's going on, CHGO. This is what we're all about. Podcast live shows on every team every day. It's not just the Bears. Our Bulls show is killing it. Our White Sox guys are ready to go in here right now. We've got tons of stuff for you every single day. Cubs, Blackhawks, post-game shows, which are just 
I was watching after the, the Bulls win last night. Yeah. That was nice. So uh, we have you covered for every single one of your teams on CHGO. And we have premium written content for our members at allchgo.com. A lot of good content you can find there. Nick had a piece here earlier this week on what Justin Fields former teammates at Ohio State were saying about him. I have a Q&A with Matt Eberflus. You can check out all that stuff is up on allchgo.com for our members. And when you sign up right now, you get a free T-shirt. You can also go in there and buy some of the other merchandise we have. The T-shirts are awesome. I can't wait till I get mine. I'll be Same. sporting the drip, as we're apparently calling in <laughs> here. Uh, I'll be ready to go. And there's a members-only Discord in the CHGO lounge. So you're going to want to join the community. And we appreciate everyone who already has done that. All right. One last segment here on today's show. And we're going to move it. We got Olin here, so we got to talk offensive line. Free agency. I mean, guys, this is, we're, we're a few days away. We're, yeah. we're seeing guys get let go, told they're not coming back. Cap casualties. More and more names are being added to the list right here. Um, let's start with the – I guess it's the Colts show today, but Eric Fisher uh, not going to be going back to Indianapolis. What's your initial impression, Olin, when you hear the name Eric Fisher as a potential left tackle for the Chicago Bears? I think Eric Fisher is a guy, if you're the Colts, you sign because you have – Quinton Nelson, you have Kelly at center. Uh, you just kind of need a piece. I forget their right tackle's name now for the coach, but very good football player also. Uh, they have a good offensive line. I don't think Eric Fisher does much for the Bears. Mm-hmm. I don't think he does much for the Bears. Or if you're going to go with Eric Fisher, I just give Tevin Jenkins a shot because he's not a shutdown left tackle. right? He's not that guy who you line up there and say, man, this guy is so much better than the options we already have in place, either Barham or Jenkins, whoever the team sees as the left tackle of the future, maybe. Um, I, I'm on record, you know, I know he's going to cost you $23, 24000000 million a year. Uh, I think you try to go after Armstead. Mm-hmm. You lock that down and see where your line goes from there. Obviously, a lot of teams are going to be after Teron Armstead, right? I, I'd rather have Dwayne Brown than Fisher. Uh, Fisher, if you face really good uh, pass rushers, he won't win those battles. He won't shut those guys down. you got to give him help. So, to me, if you're going to have to help a left tackle anyway, uh, he's not the guy. He's my first – if you ask me first what I think about Eric Fisher, and I don't think he's ever played in the outside zone run system. So, I don't know how you would really fit him into that. Mm. Um, I mean, it's obviously an upgrade with what the Bears would have if you're thinking of moving Tevin Jenks back to the right tackle position. But What again, are we doing with, with Larry Borum then? That's exactly. So. I'm moving to right guard. You think so? Okay. But but that was before this whole, you know, it depends on James Daniels, right? Yeah. This whole process of, again, we talked about outside zone. If you want to run outside zone, you're interior three. So is Borum better off at guard than tackle in this Well, you got to get your best five on the field. Yeah, I, I right. Mean, you got to totally get your best five. I, I, I know. I, I didn't mean to. Like, I know you guys know that. I'm just saying you got to get your best five on the field. What do they see Borum as? Because like you said, like we talked about earlier, they said, okay, light, we're going to get lighter and quicker. To me, that Barham, okay, I'm going to leave Barham at tackle then. Now, is he a road-grading right tackle? If Getsy runs Matt LaFleur's run scheme, they run either a dual, which is a downhill run play right at the defense, or they run outside zone, right? So uh, what do they want to do there? I think Barham can do either. I'd like to see Jenkins at right tackle and Barham next, next to him if you don't get James Daniels back. And I think you just got a lot bigger, younger, and athletic on the right side of your offensive line. Interesting. I was looking at, for a potential free agent, I was looking at that left guard position because of the uncertainty, I think, 
Then maybe the Bears have on on right now with Cody Whitehair. I don't think he's had he's had better seasons in the past. And kind of looking at some guys that are not going to break the bank, but mm-hmm. could provide some youthfulness at, at that position. Connor Williams from the Dallas Cowboys, um, top fifty pick in the twenty eighteen draft. Connor Williams is not better than Cody Whitehair. You don't think so? Not no? at all. He's not even close. I, the last five games he played mm-hmm. were way better than what he started off the season with. Right. Tyron Smith was back. Yes. Um, yeah. Zach Martin's on his offensive line. You're talking about a two probably. You argue to the very best offensive lineman in sure, the NFL. Okay? Sure. So, uh, Connor Williams, uh, if you're going to go Connor Williams, you might as well keep Cody Whitehair. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I think, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, no. That doesn't mean sure. I'm right. That sure, yeah. mean, that's yeah, just yeah. what I would do. What about uh, Lakin Tomlinson? No. Okay. I like not over Cody rapid Whitehair. fire. Uh, Brandon <laughs> Sheriff? Obviously, that's a uh, if you can get Brandon, big ticket. If you, like, and I'm wearing the Iowa. Can, well, so. uh, Brandon Sheriff, good football player, a little older. They, Injury. They, yeah, Injuries. I think if you're going to play Sheriff that kind of money. I think you'll get James Daniels back. True. Right? Okay. And, and I think James, to me, James, another right member in Iowa, outside zone, Kirk Ferentz, outside zone running system. You see Tyler Lindenbaum. Mm-hmm. That's what he's coming in in this draft as an outside zone center. Same thing as Garrett Bradbury, who hasn't really worked out for the Vikings. But anyway, all that being said, I would sign a young James Daniels and give him that money over, over Brandon Sheriff. Sheriff. Well, one thing we were talking about yesterday, I'm on board with paying Ryan Jensen. Okay. Love Ryan Jensen. Yeah, I just think that he he brings you that nasty that, that you need mm-hmm. at center. And and honestly, if it came down to having to pay like big money at that spot or or a tackle, I I honestly think like when I look at this list of I, I, of I'll, linemen, I'll, I'll I like back. Jensen. I'll go back to when you talk about Jensen, like Jensen's game. I go back to the outside zone. Okay, I go back to does he fit yeah, that that part of right the outside zone is a really you the center has to be able to reach a man shaded to the play side, which is a hard block. It's a, it's a tough block to make. And usually, uh, it's Tom Nalen types. It's uh, Tom Nalen played for the Broncos for years. It's Alex Mack mm. played for the Falcons for years. And when you say that, just so like our, our viewers and listeners right. are saying, like you're 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 essentially making a block where to the play side where the guy you're trying to block sort of has a head start on you. He's on the play mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Yes. So he <laughs> is on your – so if you're going to the right, put a guy on your right shoulder. And not only that, but the nose guard knows, like, if you reach him, yeah, like, he's out of a job. So centers who can do that. <laughs> so, so nose guards who get reached get fired. Yeah. And centers who can reach nose guards get paid. Mm. Okay, so um, – there's guys, if, if you were to talk about, obviously this is an obvious guy because this is the system they run. Um, you would talk about a Brian Allen type out of Michigan State, play for the Rams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would be the type of center you would talk about in this outside zone. So Ryan Jensen, now, uh, I know Ryan pretty well. Um, big fan of his because of what he does He's to a people. <laughs> you see uh, Eddie, Goldman watching them, that tape. Eddie Goldman them punching him after plays. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, heard, I heard, you know, Went to O-line masterminds and heard Ryan talk about that part of his game where he's just trying to get in people's heads. It works. But I don't know if a guy like, say, Chris Morgan turns the film on and tells Ryan Pose, that's the center I want for our outside zone system. And also, the the quicker lighter, does he even fit that criteria that they're kind of looking for? Right, he's a mauler. He's a mauler downhill. Doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that, like, Adam talked about. It doesn't mean if you're gonna if you want a culture guy, you want someone who. Oh yeah. You know what else did Ryan talk about when he first got here? 
I don't like to see them let him hit my guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Jensen's not going to let you I, know. A, I need at least no. one guy in my line like that. Right. If not more than one. I think we talked about this, Adam. I was wondering what you thought about this. We talked about this, I think, on our first podcast. When you see them make a Fetty team captain the week after he. Okay. Do you think it was a player problem or it was the coaches telling him, we do not want retaliation for any of this? Right, because if you're going to make the guy a captain, you're pretty much saying what you did is what we want. Right, so like it starts to make me wonder, was it the players weren't doing it or they were being told, like, we are not accepting personal fouls. We don't want – I'm not saying, like, that would slow me down at all. It probably wouldn't. But was it a culture problem from the top for the Bears? Because the only thing that tells me that is, Adam, like, you make a Fetty the captain. I know, but they were just like – he just made the decision. I don't know if he just gave up on the captains <laughs> midway through the year, but it was like, who are we playing this week? Oh, the Seahawks, Seahawks. are on the schedule. Okay, you played in Seattle. You're the captain. Like, right, yeah, yeah. The, but, but, but Bruce Irvin was a captain that week. Bruce He'd been Irvin. on the team for like <laughs> six days. Are you talking about a guy who had his, the, the first letter of his last name on his basketball court at his house, Coach Nagy. So anything is possible there. You know what I mean? True, like, I don't know. True, you got true. it in the middle of the Bears logo. So you just pretty yeah. much change the C to oh. – well, uh, we want to get to some super chats here before we get out of here. And, uh, you know, people wonder, what are we, you know, where does this money go to? How do you think we pay Olin Crude $16 an hour here? Um, 1501. It, you missed the first one. That's okay. right. All I asked is for that cent. Find the cent. I gave it to him. Um, so, that, no, the super chats uh, all go to support CHGO and, and some of our equipment here. All the upgrades. Notice how we don't have any comments stuck today. Listen, we're running it. It's it's because of the five bucks that came in. CHGO is a business. Like (laughs) this is what we're. This is what they're doing here. Like, what do you what do you want? Everything for free. Uh, people do actually Olin, in this business they uh, they forget uh, with, that everyone with used gas to... prices I don't blame them. oh with man gas prices I don't blame them. oh man yeah uh, we gotta do something about driving the tr- the truck down here from uh, the oh, northern suburbs yeah, right you. that's yeah. uh, we gotta we gotta fix that situation uh, all right so uh, Bear Forever fourteen uh, who I think has already established himself as one of our loyal viewers uh, so far we appreciate that are there good options at linebacker in free agency this year and what do you guys think of Troy Anderson to the Bears in round two, I'm a Montana guy. I'd love to see Troy as a bear. Yeah, shout out to Montana, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Montana. Um, linebackers and free agency, what is it, Hitchens? Is that from uh, Kansas City, if if I'm not mistaken? One, or it's either Cl- Cleveland or Kansas City. They both have a connection to Ryan Poles, but if you're not going to go like the Bobby Wagner route and maybe pay 7 to $10 million for a middle linebacker, why not get like a stopgap guy like that where he can come in and then, depending on where Roquan Smith does end up playing, if he has that will, you have somebody that can free him up to make the, those kind of tackles. Um, but I think there are some – it depends which route you want to go. Do you want to pay more expensive for a guy like, like a Wagner or if you want to do that stopgap guy? I think there are some, some players that kind of fit that role. There's actually a lot of names on the linebacker list. We, you mm-hmm. know, we've done some of this already this week where we looked at the wide receivers and we're like, I don't know, the corners, man, they're like all over yeah. 30. Um you know, there's there's some guys who I think that that can be a fit. Anthony Barr, you know, is, is somebody who Bears fans know well, um, who has experience in a four three defense. Jordan Hicks became available That's um, right, yeah. from the Cardinals. Now he would, he, I don't know if he's maybe go back to to the Eagles, but you should remember him from the Bears-Cardinals game, actually, this year. Like, that was a guy who was having a pretty good season. I was surprised they let him go. So that's somebody uh, – I'm going to butcher the name, but the um, – From the Falcons? The, 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 
the, the inside linebacker from the Falcons who led the, the league in tackles this year. He also turns the ball over. So mm-hmm. now he'd be coming from a 3-4 defense. I'd probably have to look at his film a little bit more to see how that translates. But I see a guy who... Was wearing number 54 for the Falcons, <laughs> playing in the middle of the field, getting his hands on the football, creating takeaways. I'm like, ah, if I'm turning on this film, yeah, a bit, yeah. and, I, and I'm Matt Everflus, I'm liking this guy. So that's somebody I'd keep an eye on, what, too. Um, I think you guys mentioned the linebacker from Cleveland. Anthony Walker. Walker, Anthony Walker. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. the one guy um, I would think about just because scheme fit. And mm-hmm. Knows the coaches. Guy, knows yep. the coach and, and, and a guy that – that you think the Bears would like. And to be honest with you, I don't know who Troy Anderson is. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Same. <laughs> no, uh, I'll give Anthony Walker an too. endorsement. Got to know him from, you know, his days playing at Northwestern. And uh, very, very smart player. I, You know, I know there's people who think he can be a coach when he's done playing. Mm-hmm. That's they the type that, of They said about all Northwestern linebackers. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, I will, hey, they don't make today. exceptions smart. there. You got to be smart to get in there. <laughs> that is, yeah. That's what I'm it, saying. It, it, and it's not and Notre it, Dame. And we know Fitzgerald. <laughs> Fitzgerald is not. You better know your stuff at linebacker. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. You playing for Fitz. Absolutely. Yeah. Not much uh, time left. Let's get to these two. Yeah, I got another one here from Connor. Awesome. What are your thoughts on the idea of the Bears trading for DK Metcalf, especially since Seattle seems to be in rebuilding mode? I got to be honest, man. Love the idea. Yeah. Don't know how they can get it done. Um, DK Metcalf, he's commanding a first-round pick. Yeah. I don't know. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what Seattle's doing out there anymore. I'd, I'd at least call an ass. Didn't Amari Cooper get a first-round pick? I think when he went to Dallas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a first-round pick. D.K. Metcalf. But you know, uh, D.K. Metcalf, obviously his dad, Terrence, very good friend of mine. I played with him here for a lot of years. With the I Bears. still don't understand how DK is that big. Right. Well, Metcalf oh was God. a good athlete. Now. Okay. Big well, man. I see the athleticism, really? but yeah. I, like, Metcalf's huge. a big man. Yeah. Now. Metcalf's a really big, strong, 500-pound bencher. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay. I, I, I know his dad. I know where the size and the athleticism <laughs> is from. Um, yes, you at least, again, like we talked about with Pose, with Ballard, with Foles, with all the – you call an ass. Absolutely. Right? Especially when, if they're going to give away their franchise quarterback. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they got to get, you know, like if they want to just compile picks, well, I got a third or fourth round. You, I mean, all I can say is no. Yeah. True. One last one before we got here. What will the Bears do for, for current PSL owners when they move to Arlington? Um, you know, cross I, that bridge when we come to it, maybe? Yeah. yeah I, I, w- I would not be too optimistic about that, though. Also, Hogue, go Wolfpack. Um, my mom was the librarian. Hey, shout she out to her. You. She remembers you. Okay. Wow. I, awesome. I got, I'm going to guess. I went to St. Louis High School in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah. I'm going to guess the librarian doesn't remember me very much. It's going to take a wild that's guess. That's a good guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little surprised by that because I would go to the St. Ignatius Library just to really take a nap because they had the most comfortable, <laughs> that's they had the most comfortable chairs That's why she remembers just yep. snoring. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's snoring, what she yeah. remembers. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to uh, uh, Kendall Gill's son, Phoenix, the the Wolfpack going down state to Champaign. Huge game tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, go Wolfpack. San Ignatius, that is my alma mater. And it's really cool to not only see their football program take off, but now their basketball program. And St. So, Ignatius is a cool place to watch football on a Friday night uh, in yeah. the city. Mm. It really is. I'm sorry, we got to set up a Carmel St. Ignatius game down there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm, I'm ready yeah. for that. Let's, let's, let's make that trip. But I don't, we don't have control over that. But eventually <laughs> we'll do it. Thank you to everybody watching. Appreciate you. Fun show today. The guy said, hey, Olin, you got to go to the library to be remembered, big man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's well said. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, think, I think that was the gist of the joke. Uh, 
<laughs> all right, guys, we will be back tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter. Hit us up. All the content. Go get that membership at allchgo.com. And check out PointsBet. CHGO is the sign-up code. Illinois gear, I-L-L, I-N-I. Someone's got to represent. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>